0: Hey, that was pretty close. A mad dash to the finish line, wherein the Raptors, they finished second, losing to the Bulls, 111-105, to still missing Fred VanVleet for the second straight game, and largely led in this one by the hot shooting of Gary Trent Jr., and especially in the second half, the fantastic team defense of the Raptors. And I guess along with that, um, OG Ananobi, probably his best game in his career as a post hub. And by that, I mean the Raptors with Pascal having a little bit of an off game, Scotty not being able to create a lot from the top, get downhill. They had to go for post entries and kind of buckle the Bulls defense that way. And OG, as far as decision-making, as far as shot-making, I thought he was just phenomenal in that role. 10 of 15 from the floor, three of seven from downtown, no turnovers, four assists, And just continuously allowed the Raptors to get into the middle of the floor and cause kind of a ruckus up in there and see what they could create outside of that. So second assists were on the table for OG in this one, as well as just the regular four assists. Pascal, I mean, he had a super, super poor shooting night. A lot of the shots, especially in the first half that we saw him put up, are shots that I think um, we'll see go in in the future. We have seen go in in the past. And the first half, especially with the five assists, a couple steals, and he didn't score really. He had the one and one, I think, towards the end of the second quarter. But the decision-making, I thought, was actually very strong for Pascal in the first half. He was putting guys in good positions. He was making good reads. And he was getting himself two good spots on the four. He was just missing. That's all it was, was the shot performance. And in the second half, I thought that Pascal... He continued to play excellent defense. He was a linchpin of what they were doing to get back into the game. They're down by as much as twenty, and they got back into it. You know, they won the third quarter, thirty-two to twenty-four. They won the fourth quarter, twenty-three to twenty, after giving up, you know, thirty-plus in both of the first and second quarters. And so he was great defensively, but offensively, I thought that he maybe started to force it a little bit, and which is tough because the Raptors, especially down the stretch. They lost Gary Trent Jr. to that second technical foul. He got tossed from the game, and they didn't have many options, so Pascal was in a position where he did have to force to some degree, maybe. Or otherwise, it would have just been OG forcing or uh, Scotty forcing. I mean, even one of Pascal's isolations came after they tried to run a pick and roll for OG and OG almost fell over, you know, on the sideline. And so they were in a really tough position. But Pascal, when he had the responsibility there, I think he he put up tough shots. He didn't get comfortably to his spots on the floor. And that's credit to guys like Javante Green for sticking him defensively with length and doing a pretty good job of it. But And guys like Troy Barron Jr. as well. But I think, uh, Pascal, there's some decision-making that when you look at this game, there could have been better decisions made down the stretch. But... Uh, in the first half, I thought was just wasn't making shots. In the second half, maybe he could have made better decisions with the ball in some points, in some cases. But, you know, at least in a game like this, he was able to give you seven assists, got to the line for nine free throw attempts, which he has to do better than six of nine from the line. Um, six of nine isn't completely, it doesn't ruin a night or anything like that. But six of nine, he certainly can do better. This is a guy who just last year shot uh, between 82 and 83 percent from the uh, free throw line so he's been hovering around 72 percent this year and I it would be really nice to see him keep climbing and games like this won't help that but the fact that he was getting to the line when his shot wasn't going that's a huge positive the fact that he was still creating for teammates that's a huge positive positive. and the fact that he was really really strong defensively that's a huge positive it's just the shot making this game really just was not there and so that was tough to see but there are a lot of positives and this game you know not having fred you really felt it fred would have been a really really great counter to pascal some of these fruitless possessions above the break and some of OG's fruitless possessions above the break as well as Scottie's, but he wasn't there. And so they continued to struggle. They they kind of innovated their offense a little bit to work the ball into OG with a lot of regularity. And then Gary Trent Jr., of course, before getting tossed, he was 11 of 22 from the field, six of 10 from three, four of five from the free throw line. And really, I mean... I talk about this every time he has a big game because he had the one game last year where he was 17 of 19 from the floor. And that was, you know, just an incredible game, super fun shooting performance. But a lot of his big games this year, he has to put up a lot of shots because his shot diet is so difficult. And so I'm always left saying, wow, this guy, nothing came easy, but gosh, did he hit a lot of shots and a lot of tough ones. And this game was no different, honestly. And once again, the important thing in this one was that When he was left open from three, when the offense, be it OG collapsing the guys on the inside, Scotty, you know, turning the corner, maybe picking a guy out, you know, as a handler in transition or Pascal getting downhill a little bit and making a kick out to the corner above the break. Gary hit those threes in this game and he hit, you know, a couple pull-ups as well. So that was good too, but he's hitting those threes. He's rewarding the offense for doing good things. And that's what the team needs really bad. And he did that in this one. And then on top of that, just unbelievable shot making. Thirty two points in this game, just a gunner. He was he was fantastic. And then if we're going to talk about gunners, I mean, holy moly, Demar Derozan on the other side of things is like uh, he, he gave him twenty nine seven and seven, nearly sixty percent from the field. He 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 helped carry the bench units. His shot making was absolutely essential to what the Bulls were trying to do. In a game, honestly, where they didn't get much from their own bench, you know, and the Raptors, they never get much from their own bench, but Chicago, you know, they get more than the Raptors. And the big three, DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch, just really, I mean, they combined for 23 assists between the three of them seven from DeMar, eight from Levine, eight from Vooch. And a lot of it was funneling towards one another. They just operated as, you know, in that trio and they really did a great job of it and demar scoring the most of them and also when as as i said helping carry those bench units just being a shot maker and being able to put them in positions where if a possession doesn't really go well then they can hand it off to him and then it and then it'll work and he's saving those possessions or just initiating with him seeing how he can compromise the raptors defense in a lot of cases yes he did so and especially like down the stretch him having the ball as opposed to Levine. Levine was... DeRozan was a little bit more cautious with the ball, I would say. And Levine had a couple turnovers. Levine was one of six in the fourth quarter. And the Raptors actually had found quite a bit of success putting Levine in tough spots and Levine trying to shoot out of it. And if that sounds like something DeRozan would do, I think that speaks to DeRozan's progression as a decision maker, that DeRozan wasn't that guy in this game. He was actually a little bit more patient with it and uh, a little bit more measured, which was cool to see, even if it didn't lead to like a a game winner or anything like that. And I mean, Vooch, he and Levine, they hit the final two shots. I believe Levine with the layup and then Vooch, he walked right into a three after they got the ball funneled out of uh, Levine's hands and, very confidently, he, he put it in. It was a pretty big shot, and that was a big thing, too, is Vooch was able to press the Raptors on the glass. In fact, the, the Bulls overall, right, like three offensive rebounds for DeMar, three for Javante Green, two for Cook, one for Brown, Troy Brown Jr., and Vooch really doing a great job of cleaning up the defensive glass. Um, the Raptors, who are the best offensive rebounding team in the league, only had eight in this one. And believe it or not, that is actually a low number for them. And so, you know, Vooch just did a terrific job closing out defensive possessions. I mean, the Raptors got out-rebounded on the offensive end, and they weren't able to clean up as much as they wanted to on the def- the defensive end, which that is par for the course, but the, the former is not. And Vooch was a huge part of that. And a duck in here, a hook shot there, playing off of Levine and Demar. I think those three guys came together to play some really, really strong basketball and helped lift the uh, the Bulls over the Raptors in this one. And that's why it would have been so much fun if Fred had been there to kind of see these guys go right at each other with the big players on the team. I know, Like Caruso isn't there, Ball isn't there. The Bulls are missing important players, but um, neither of those are equivalent to Fred. But But also like, I'm not in, I don't need to be measuring like, oh, who's missing? You know, what is the calculus of this? Like, that doesn't matter that much. The Raptors, they lost this game because they couldn't create enough offense in the second half down the stretch. And, you know, a, a big product of that was losing Gary Trent Jr., not being able to space as much as they might have liked because Chris Boucher in this game, one for five from downtown. And if he wasn't playing, then it was like Delano Banton playing. And Delano Banton had an awesome, Awesome defensive stint, but a shooter, like a three-point shooter, he is not, even though he went one of three from downtown. He just doesn't command the same spacing and respect from defenses. And on top of that, like Pascal just missing shots. Scotty didn't hit his shot at the end. You know, it's, and and with OG being not a completely limited creator, but a limited from above the break off the dribble creator, that's where the Raptors... They they weren't allowed to make those post entry passes right at the end, or it felt like, you know, coming from behind, it felt like maybe a little bit too risky to try and make that happen to try and squeeze it in. So they they went to the Pascal isolations, and it didn't cut it in this game. I mean, it did against the the Bucks, it did against the Clippers, and you know they, they've had success with it this season and against good teams. So it's it's something where, you know, it, it's going to change game to game. Quite a few players have gotten looks and shot attempts at the end of these games, so this one, it was Pascal, and he didn't follow up that Bucks performance with a great one. Uh, like tonight, it was just it was, it was a mediocre shooting performance from him, which is really too bad because the Raptors, they played super hard to get back into the game. The defensive adjustments they made at half, they paid off huge. Well, actually, not really. It, it is at half, but it's also not because you know Nick Nurse had said that they made those adjustments at half, but the Raptors had a a really tough time defending coming right out of half. And then, so they come out of a timeout and things start to get better. So you wonder like, okay, did they just need to be, did it need to be reiterated what was going on? Was it a personnel thing? Was it just Banton because he has been actually as a rookie, really heady playing these passing lanes and you know, the two steals, They they stick out in your mind because it's where it's on a dig down. It's playing the passing lane. It's being disruptive and stuff like that. And so, yeah, hell yeah for him. It's just the Raptors, especially as a team, played really great defense in that second half, but not in the first half. And then some of the decision making that the Raptors had in the first half that seemed strong. um, It wasn't as strong in the second half to couple with their uh, their defense. So. It's just capturing that elusive 48 minutes. And the Raptors certainly didn't in this one. They fell early. Like they were down by quite a bit to start things off. They were eventually down by 20. They had to battle their way back into it as they, you know, in a lot of games this year, especially when they're going on that run where their starters were doing so well, they're opening up games winning a lot. Like they'd start out a game and then the bench would eventually lose the lead. And then we'd see, okay, the teams are kind of even from here on out. We'll see how it goes from here. But in some of these games, Pascal had a quote about it, you know, I think it was either prior to this game or after last night's game where he said, I think it was after last night's game where he had said that uh, you can tell when they don't bring their A game and that when they're coming out a little bit flat because they don't have the talent to just buoy those flat, you know, uh, parts of play. It's the the Bulls are like the Bulls have Levine, DeRozan, Vooch, they can come out and they can punch you in the mouth they can score some points on you like really fast and the raptors weren't prepared for that and they fell early and then you know but again the defensive adjustments were nice they played really really good um high pressure defense the rotations behind everybody were really really strong of course you're going to have a breakdown where a guy gets a wide open 3 or like a lay down for a dunk every once in a while that's the name of the game it can look too easy for a team every once in a while but on a lot of possessions The pressure worked super well. They put them in super difficult positions. And DeMar and Levine in particular, and actually Vooch when he was being dug down on, uh, those guys didn't make great decisions with the ball. And so four turnovers for DeMar, three for Levine, four for Vooch. It was, you know, the Raptors, they made the right call defensively to get back into the game. It didn't work. You know, they didn't get all the way back. Well, they did actually. They took the lead, but it didn't last. And so that was tough, but they didn't uh, they end up winning this game. And I think that was a little bit of a failure of their defensive rebounding, as it always is down the stretch, but also of their offense a little bit down the stretch, which is typically not the case. They, they score pretty well as far as in the clutch. They rank pretty highly in offensive rating and points scored and all that kind of stuff. So this game, just a tough one to swallow. Reggie Evans Award. I'm giving it to my guy, Dylan O'Banton. Hustle, hard grabbing some boards on both sides of the floor, getting some steals, pushing the ball out. Just never quitting. Never say die from Delano Banton. That's the guy. Our guy, you know. He's from Toronto, drafted to the Raptors, hometown hero type of thing. Winning his minutes big time the last couple games. So good for him. Really proud of you, Delano. You're doing a hell of a thing out there. So... Top quick reaction comment from Niagara underscore dude. Quote, just love the fight. Down 18, this team never gave up. And with their elite defending, gave themselves a chance. That's all you can ask for playing the second game of back-to-back on the road. End quote. Yeah, it's uh, A, good competition. B, you know, second night of a back-to-back on the road. And C, you were close. You got back in it. You made it exciting. You made it so that, you know, they could have taken that game. They got the lead and they... They were in it, you know, for the last five minutes of the game. They had a shot at it. They just, they didn't get it. And them's the breaks sometimes, man. But you look at a team that continues to fight, even if the fight isn't always there, even if they come out a little bit flat, you know, they're going to pop off at some point in the game and it's going to look very difficult. It's going to look tough to keep up. And it's going to look like something where you say, you know, is, can this team do this all the time? The answer has been no, but you wonder, you know, maybe. Just just for me personally, just to make me happy. Maybe they will, but we'll see. Thanks for writing in Niagara Dude and uh, listener. Thanks for tuning in, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.